we have this rich, rich, rich history of your body matters. God formed them from the dust of the ground intentionally, and he wants to redeem them. But we've kind of let seep into our uh, thinking this Gnosticism of body bad, spirit good. Somehow, every topic, no matter how different they seemed on the surface, all came back round to the same solution. We need other people, physically, in real relationships. Maybe it's a result of this season of lockdowns we all weathered alone together. Regardless, we're hungry for real embodied community. Even as the three of us recorded a season of podcasts over the internet hundreds of miles apart, we look back over season one to celebrate what God has done in us and pull the through line theme of embodied community. Join us in 2024 for a new season of Staircase to Nowhere, your ministry and culture podcast. We'd love to hear topics you're interested in us exploring more. Send us an email at staircasepod at gmail.com. Enjoy this finale. This is it, everyone. The final episode of Staircase to Nowhere. Copyright strike. Made it with us all year long on our first season through the joys, through the tears, you were there. Through the ministry, through the culture, you bared with us. Through the long intros, through the annoying banter, you tuned in week after week after week after week. Uh, bi-weekly, bi-weekly, bi-weekly. <laughs> yes. And for that, we thank you. My name is Noah. I'm a seminary student in Atlanta, Georgia. Man, Sam Carroll, glad to be here out in Louisville, Kentucky. Noah, great intro. That was so menacing. <laughs> Are you scared? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I was, I don't know I, if I'm going to listen to this episode. <laughs> happy October. That was spooky. <laughs> I am David. <clears throat> I'm going to give you an introduction that you will never forget. Oh. Let's just say close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Wow. It's not a competition whose uh, intro is better. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guys, whatever. This is this, this in, this, the first two minutes are riddled with inside jokes. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> All right, collect yourselves. Uh, We're here. Noah, you said it. This is this is the end of season one. This is... Well, actually, we need to talk about... We had a different ending in mind yeah. for this whole thing. We're actually all collectively pretty bummed about this yeah where we are right now can you guys hear our bum right now like we're just oh, you hear our that, bums try, try again can you just hear yeah, just got it. the bummed can you hear our bum the, bummed. B- the low energy bum bum that we got right now um, so we were all supposed to be in indiana right now to record this hey, this I'm episode here. live in person david's the only one that made it and we had a sequence in, lined up where Noah was going to drive from Atlanta to Louisville to pick me and Erica up and then drive to Indiana so we could all hang out together. But that very delicate chain was broken. I, even, I even bought really nice donuts. He bought us and, fancy donuts. And reserved a recording studio. Oh. Yeah. But Noah had uh, some – Noah ran into some no, car trouble. No, not Noah. Nissan. It's Nissan. Nissan. We're going to sue Nissan for cutting yeah. corners. <laughs> Nissan Xterra, more like 
Nowhere. Uh huh. Nissan yes. Sentra. How about Nissan Sentra home? Hey, you need to go home. Cause but Sentra, you couldn't get home. Sent you to the garage. Yeah, sent you to the garage. Yeah, guys. Sent you to the bus. We had this just amazing plan for you that we were going to do a live season finale. And it was going to oh. like tie in so well to our theme. And it was just going to be this beautiful connection. You were going to hear the energy in our voices with our yes. live studio audience made up of wives. And... <laughs> <laughs> And none of that happened. So uh, I was up last night uh, with Brian, who I live with at his house. Till, hey, like, shout out, Brian. What a man. Shout out to Brian. He's just so kind that on a work night, and he works very early at the hospital, till 1030 at night, he was out there with me with a headlamp trying to fix no. my car. How doers get stuff done. Home Depot. And uh, yeah. we, you know, we opened up the, the thing and we saw some oh. things were unplugged and we're like, oh, yes. there it is. The things are unplugged. And so we went. Noah to is pl- a car person. Yeah, for as you can tell, Noah like, is a car guy. We went Noah, to, I opened up the thing and plugged in the stuff. We went to plug it back in. The, the plugs were broken. So we said, oh, let's replace <laughs> the part. Good thing we'd yeah. already purchased that part. It's a fuel injector. I know what it's called. What's a we fuel were, injector do? It um, injects fuel into the engine to mix with air so that it oh. combusts. Okay. Uh, yep. There, the air mm. and the fuel have to go together. I learned that yesterday. <laughs> There's a lot of air stuff going on in your engine. Did you know that? <laughs> did you know engines need oxygen? To I had no it? idea. I really did not. Um, I thought we just took off a cover. Apparently, that was the intake manifold, and there's, like, air that goes through that. Anyway, there's a whole thing. We make the new um, uh, fuel injectors. We plug it in. Everything clicks. It snaps. We're so proud. We put everything back together because you can't, like, click it in and then turn the car on because everything's taken apart. It's not going to turn on. So you have to put it all back together, and then we turn the car on, and it goes... (laughs) It's, like, not even wanting to start now, even though it was starting great before. And we get it to start, and then... We take it on the highway, ready for our just victory lap of like on the open road. It's working. I'm going to Indiana, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I'm going to Indiana. No, it was nope. the same problem. Like getting to like hit the gas and it go. <laughs> so we uh, should have changed the spark plugs when we had it all open, but we did oxygen not. Oxygen sensor. What? 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 O- o- oxygen sensor. There's an oxygen sensor. <laughs> T- listeners, write in what you think is wrong with Noah's car What's based wrong? on this hint. Oh, 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 oh. You know, when you hit the gas, it goes. Oh, oh, oh. Have you guys That's ever heard the, the show on NPR called uh, Car Talk? That's what this sounds like, but a much less educated version of that. <laughs> I like that. That is just like, like that. our podcast. Sometimes it's a little uneducated. It's based on half remembered facts. <laughs> yes. It's like I read a review on a book online. And <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, so we're all bummed, but we're still making this happen virtually. So we're, we're virtually making this happen. Virtu- we are virtually making this happen, even though Noah's car is broken. <laughs> our resolve is not. So if any of you guys, if you know, any of our influential yes. listeners mm. work at Nissan, mm-hmm. get this man a yeah. new car. Yeah. No, I don't want a new Nissan. If any of our listeners work at Toyota... <laughs> uh, <laughs>
So this is the end of season one. And I mean, number one, it's just like, wow, we actually did this thing all year long. We released wow. episodes. We spent this time together each week. It really was such a great practice and habit to have to have this time together. We hope it was beneficial to you guys out there. But, you know, even if not, we liked it. Um, <laughs> we know that we had more fun than you did in this whole thing. So. I'm almost sure of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't even know we put this thing out. I thought it was just a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've been recording you this phone call. Dude. Wait, we've what? Been recording you this whole time, dude. <laughs> oh, so, boy. Uh, I better go back and listen to these. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. David just says, staircase us to somewhere, boys, at the end of our talks. <laughs> every, every Whenever I talk to every, David, that's what he says. Every Tuesday night. <laughs> He's like, is this staircase to nowhere? I'm like, no, David, I just called you. Yeah. <laughs> we just wanted to look back over our season and just kind of hit one major theme that we saw really consistently throughout the whole thing. And it was meant to be so driven home by the drive to Indiana and the time together in the room, but maybe it's driven home even more by the fact that we were unable to do it. And it's two mm. words. Wait, wait, we... listeners, send in your guests now what today's theme is. <laughs> what is the theme and of this season? Try not to season? look at the title of the episode that will inevitably give it away. Don't look. <laughs> Don't write look. in. And the first to write it in will get nothing. Because we're not really with you. It's embodied community. <laughs> Wait, should we say it all nice at the word. same time? Yes. Ready? One, two, three. Embodied community. Why are you saying it like so slow? Like, like it's oh, a I liturgical it reading. I said it. I said it as fast as I could. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. So, boys, what do we mean by embodied community? Why has it been something we've been talking about all year long? Sam, were you the first one to notice that? I don't know. I'm not sure. If, I feel like it was kind of co a collective thing. It's group think. I, I feel like we would do these little staircases somewhere, like whatever, you know, wrap-ups at the end of each episode. And it would always come back to, like, you know, if, whether we were talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, like technology or um, spiritual gifts, or I'm trying to, like, politics, we would just be like, you just need to be together with your church community and people. Like, that will <laughs> solve a lot of things. If we just talk to each other and we just live, like, our lives actually physically in the same spaces and stuff, like, that will solve a lot of problems. Like, that theme just kept coming up. Um, and it we really just kind of feel like, yeah, and so many of the things that we are that we've been thinking about and wrestling with when it comes to church stuff and just community stuff and the things that are um maybe weighing on our culture, like just this this need to have we say we're embodied community. Like and we can mm -hmm. kind of I guess tease that out what does that what does that mean, but it's almost kind of self-explanatory. So that was kind of if we were just going to put a pin in season one, just saying to everybody, saying to ourselves, like, what was this about? Yeah. What was this whole thing is about? It's about being an embodied community of Jesus followers mm. doing this thing together. And we need more of that. And we're sad that we have to do it over FaceTime, but it's better than nothing, I guess. So, yeah. What was the embodied portion about? Why do we talk about embodied? That's a good question. So embodied in the community, we take those two, two terms separately. I think, um, one, again, this comes up all the time. 
but like not trying to not trying to dwell on COVID for everything. But I think COVID really revealed how in how insufficient like disembodied community is. Like how doing us just doing us doing friendship over FaceTime is nowhere near as sweet as us doing friendship in person. Mm-hmm. Like even us not getting to hang out this weekend because of life circumstances, like us getting on a, when we signed on to this call, we were like, this is not the same as what it would have been to sit in a room and have to share a microphone and try to like have this conversation or something. But um, like, I think we, we've, maybe been told that online life or disembodied life is a good substitute or like can be good. And I just really, we've kind of just keep coming up that it doesn't live up to the hype, like disembodied life, disembodied community just doesn't, doesn't fulfill all the things that it promises. Like social media is leaving us empty. Virtual church like does some cool things, but it's really not what we need. Like, based on what we've the conversations that we've had so when we talk about like embodied community that embodied word is really carrying a lot of that just like that in-person experience is just you can't really there's no substitute for that in-person thing there's no substitute for that like physically being in the room that ministry of presence that we've talked about like that that's just that's so essential Mm -hmm. and it's something that the church needs is something that the world needs is to like freaking be together. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like actually prioritize that and maybe stop trying to innovate so much with our tech tech, you know, like it's, I don't know. We're, we're moving in the wrong direction. If we're trying to be, if we're trying to disembody to be together, it's just not as valuable as what good old fashioned being in the same room as each other supposed to be. I feel like this conversation kind of started with the, <clears throat> the uh, not the Oculus Rift. What's the, um, the Apple Vision episode? Oh, mm-hmm. Apple Vision Pro stuff that we started. Talking I feel about. like that was the episode when this conversation really began. Do you think that's true? Or I'm trying to think when we really started hitting on this. But for me, I think if that is true, our our historian may have to go back and check. Um, yeah. Well, our first very our very first conversation was. Ch- Pastors are not influencers. Chat GPT preaching and like, what is the nature of preaching and can AI do it for us? Right, <laughs> like, right. And it was like, AI doesn't know your people. AI isn't a body living out the Christian life in front of people. You know, like it's important for a pastor to be a part of the community that they're serving. It's important for the pastor to prepare teaching based on uh, knowing the people and the individuals in the community. You're like, yes, David, I think you're right about like, we hit some stuff on when we, the VR conversation. Cause we, we, there, we talked about some VR churches that exist. And I think we definitely got more defined, like, yeah, we can't, I don't think we should do that. But, um, it feels like since the jump without, honestly, without us meaning to, it wasn't until pretty deep into this that we were like, this is all about embodiment. And <laughs> I think it's interesting too, when we look at this is, I think it'd be helpful for us to kind of recount how this how this podcast came to be and like how it has evolved, because mm-hmm. I think that that background is going to help the viewers or listeners to kind of understand this this like why we're ending with the 
disembodied community episode. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, uh, I mean, this podcast came about yeah. because me and Sam came up to David's ordination because we were sitting in the same room together having deep conversations about God, Jesus, ministry, how to live this out, what it looks like. I had just moved. Uh, I was feeling pretty disconnected, trying to, uh, you know, find new community. Um, and uh, we were all just seeking this kind of opportunity to grow friendships, to grow uh, that kind of community. The embodied community wasn't available to us because we live so far away from each other. Um and that's kind of some of the irony of talking week after week after week about the importance of in-person community when uh, we've had all the conversations yeah. virtually. Yeah, similar. Like, just to echo that. Well, what's been cool about just being honest, like, the conversations that we've been able to have have really challenged me to, like, lean into where I am. Because we were in, we were transitioning churches. Like, we were kind, mm-hmm. we were in a, just in a difficult spot, like, in a hard time for ourselves personally, just where we were in life when we started all this. Um, and it's been, it was like good reminders for me, like in a time where it was easy, like where it could have been easy for us to kind of just like sink into the back and just kind of fade away or I don't know, like not lean into the people that were physically around us, getting to have these conversations with you guys mm-hmm. who I'm not geographically close to, was I mean I love you guys but it was a I mean kind of constantly being told and reminded like no like as much as you love Noah as much as you love David they can't be they can't be certain things that only the people who live in your neighborhood that go to your like you know there's different there's they're limited because they're not there um and um wow like that just unlocked the whole thing for me like thinking about Jesus saying, I'm going to send the spirit who's going to like be with you and like how that's better. And he's like with us hmm. now, like the spirit, like whatever. Sorry. That's a whole rabbit <laughs> trail, I guess. But um, yeah, like that was, I mean, that's how this whole thing started in the theme ministry culture. If you go back and listen to our poorly edited and mixed trailer that we were just starting off doing <laughs> whatever, <laughs> like, I mean, the whole idea was um, kind of us, talking in real time about ministry and ministry practices and what, you know, what's working and what's not, what are, maybe what are some ministry practices that worked 50 years ago, a hundred years ago, heck five, 10 years ago. Um, but because of how much turbulence and how much the, like the world has been shaken up, like what do we need to reevaluate and how are we reevaluating and rethinking that in our own context Mm -hmm. as, pastors as seminary students as um an outreach director like how are we as ministry minded very involved or like like are attempting to be very involved like you know just three dudes like how is all this landing and how do we talk about it right so that was kind of the heart of how this started and it, again it just keeps coming back to we need to be people who are really passionate about the local church and people who are really passionate about and take serious mm-hmm. the community that Jesus is forming physically like those physically embodied communities are so important and are the hope of the world. Mm. And that just kept coming back over and over and over again, like in dating conversations and in VR headset conversations. Yeah. What about you, David? I think 
Well, to me, it's also interesting, too, in the sense of uh, two of us have at least faced a lot of uh, change in in um, in the during our podcast. Right. Like, yeah, moving, uh, moving, getting all getting ready, get married and job changes and stuff like that. Sam graduated from college. Yeah, that's true. All three of us have had major life events in the midst of this. Um, and I think that's just an interesting anecdotally speaking of like, maybe part of the reason we wanted to talk about community is because hopefully community and the three of us can be a constant in the midst of the change around us. And so that's where I think that's just kind of an interesting thing for us. Like we're all experiencing major life things and yet in the midst of it, we are desperate for community and um i don't know that's just what i when i was reflecting on this it's just kind of interesting to see all our major uh events going on mm-hmm. and that like our meetings together were like a consistent you know a consistent yeah. theme in like the uh in the change and the moving you know and don't neglect the gathering. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, there's a verse in Hebrews that says so. There's a verse in Hebrews. But even like, about this. I was talking with a pastor and he was just sharing like the way that he stays rooted is and that he started during the pandemic was meeting with some of his closest friends once a week on a video call, you know, and uh, they were also pastors and they had lived far away from each other at this point, but they all needed that. It was like one of his best friends, then another, that friend's good friend. And it was just three of them that were getting together and, uh, and just feeding each other's souls, you know, uh, through encouragement while they were like serving in, uh, ministry locations and stuff. And just hearing him say that, I'm like, Hey, that's what we're doing. I'm like, (laughs) we're doing the right thing. You know, and the podcast like recording has been a good, like, uh, motivation for us to be consistent and to like continue. Yeah. Um, but it's been like just a good habit of like seeking that community. Um, yeah. If you haven't picked up on it, we're not that focused on production and name recognition or like it's my chair is too squeaky. Yeah. (laughs) David likes to yawn. Oh no. No, that's all they're going to hear. (laughs) Um, count David's yawns. We should have like a count. We should have like a prize for who who can tell us how many times they've caught David yawn. Oh no. Sorry, buddy. Judah barks. Um, yeah. Yeah. We could have like little things. Judah barks, David yawn, um, chair squeaks. Um, David clicks a pin. No, we (laughs) solved that. We solved the pen. (laughs) No. That was one time. <laughs> and we've also kind of what you just said and what we are, we have to admit like the tensions of embodied community, but then also like doesn't discount the benefits that like technology does, mm-hmm. you know, allow and permit. Like, but I think just, I think getting, not wanting to get those things backwards where we, where we like, I, I think we'll, at least me, you guys, maybe chime in, but just for me kind of on the other side of this or kind of wrapping it up, I would just argue that like embodied community is the, is the, should be the priority like in your life and cultivating your life, your real life relationships in person with people. And then those, those digital things are like supplemental to what's happening in your real world. 
when what's happening online feels like your primary life and the, mm. like, you know, the world that you live in and then your in-person physical relationships are like supplementary, like to your online life. I feel like that is kind of the backwards life mm-hmm. that I think is leaving a lot of people empty and a lot of people anxious and depressed. And like, I mean, I, I, I say that out of experience because I struggled to balance that too. Um, but like, I think that's the, that's the, the paradigm that we need to make sure that we have correct in our, in our lives is that like, we're really investing in the, the embodied communities that we, that God has placed us in. And then we can still appreciate the digital gifts that he's given, but we don't get them out of order and we don't just like live our lives online Mm -hmm. or truly like totally bamboozled by the, you know, perceived convenience of all the things that digital life offers us. embodied part is so important to this because um it's something that like in our evangelical theological tradition we've really downplayed and i think that we're Mm. kind of seeing the ill effects of not focusing on the fact that we have bodies what do i mean i said a lot of words when we share the gospel today usually what it is is turn away from your sin turn to jesus he will save you from your sin and when you die you get to go to heaven most christians don't really have any understanding of what happens to our bodies when we die. Mm. We have this understanding that like our bodies die and then our souls go to heaven and souls go to be with God. I mean, that's what definitely looks like what happens when someone physically dies in front of you, you know, you see their lifeless body, you know, and we do believe that the Bible says that when you're absent in the body, If you're in Jesus, you're present with him. But that's not all the Bible says. You know, it. the Bible talks about the resurrection of the dead, that there's a future day when Jesus returns, when the dead in Christ will rise first. And those who are not dead yet will be changed, that their bodies will be glorified. I love the verse in um, 1 John where it says, like, when we see him, we will be as he is. It's in First John 3. Um, who we are is not yet who we will be, but when we see him, we'll be as he is. Mm. And just that um, beautiful truth that, like, we will have glorified bodies that will not have temptations anymore, will not desire sin anymore, that uh, will be with God forever in an embodied existence, that heaven is coming down to earth and he's creating a new heavens and new earth. It's a place where we get to live in our bodies. It's not like a place where we have to like be on clouds with harps. Like the whole uh, centerpiece of our faith is the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. That after he died, he didn't just come back as a spooky ghost, you know, <laughs> to say it's me. But his October plug, his <laughs> physical, <laughs> his physical body was raised from the dead. And Paul talks in First Corinthians fifteen that that's the hope that our bodies will be raised. 
that um, in First Thess- Thessalonians, when the church is really sad about their friends who have died in Christ, the hope that he gives them is one day their bodies will rise again. Mm. You know, and so we have this rich, rich, rich history of your body matters. God formed them from the dust of the ground intentionally, yeah. and he wants to redeem them. But we've kind of let seep into our uh, thinking this Gnosticism of body bad, mm. spirit good. You know, yeah. if I can just get out of this body, if I could just stop having these temptations, if I could just not have to eat, I could do more ministry work. Uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like there's so many ways that we downplay the limits of the bodies that God has given us as if it's not a good gift that we mm. have limits, that we're humans. And so I just think the embodiment is so important and so kind of downplayed in our theological tradition. And even in one of the courses that I was taking over at seminary, we were talking about um, different liberation theologies that have come out, um, like specifically in regards to feminist theology or in regards to black liberation or uh, different ethnicities liberation. And our professor was basically just saying, this is because evangelicals had no framework for the body. Hmm. And especially James Cone, who is the leading black liberation theologist, a theologian came out of why are evangelicals not speaking out against civil rights? Does the gospel not say anything about our lived existence as humans? And the truth is the gospel has a lot to say about it. Right. But like, we just kind of ignore that poor part and just talk about, you know, what happens to your spirit. And so I think, in the sexuality conversation too, like so much of conversation about sexuality comes from not having a good theology of our bodies and that God has made us good. And so it really is just a consistent theme that if we understand what Jesus says about the body, we Mm -hmm. understand how he's called us to live in community. So many of these topics that we talked about are going to come together a lot better. Hmm. I I think what you said, like, we could probably do a whole series of episodes. It'd be really interesting to research and study about like, um, yeah, I guess even like the vacuum that's created when churches aren't speaking of, aren't preaching and teaching about a good theology of, of embodiment. And like, I, I think I was hitting on maybe the larger, the zoomed out, like embodiment of like being physically in community with people. But Noah, like I'm glad you kind of zoomed in on like the importance of, the fact that we are embodied people, like we are physical beings that God came to redeem and we require, like as humans, we require things like we, we need sleep and we need to brush our hair and we need to brush our teeth. And we like, we have all of <laughs> every morning and night, Sam, every morning and night. Thank you, Noah. Um, but, but yeah. And just like when we don't talk about those things, the vacuum that is created mm. that the world, like the messages of the world, are like so quick to fill when it comes to like just our, the view of our bodies and the view of what is good and what is bad and what is like, right. Like just so, yeah, just how needed that is mm. and how like, I, I think I, I don't, I don't have a good answer off the top of my head as to why we drifted from that. Like why there isn't like why there's not a lot of emphasis placed. Um, uh, we, yeah, this was a conversation that we were having this week. I, at the YMCA where I work. <laughs> I mean, that was a big, oh, 50, 60, 70 years ago, that was a big paradigm that the Y used was this triangle 
that on each on the three sides was mind, body, spirit, and mm-hmm. understanding that like the why exists to holistically care for people in mind, body, and spirit, and that's still in their like mission statement and stuff through Christian principles to care for those things. But like, I don't think the church uses that pair. Like, I don't know if I don't know if it's that common for the church to use that paradigm of mind, body, spirit. I think we drop the body a lot and just mm. focus on like, well, if you're just meant, if you have the right theology and you, and your spirit is in the right place, then you're good. Mm. Um, and that leaves physical beings with a lot of questions yeah. about their physical bodies and about like their physical well being and physical questions that come up. So that's not an answer. That's just an acknowledgement of what you were saying. Like if we don't teach about these things, it, it, affects us because we're affected by our bodies every day so yeah Mm. we have no answers as always (laughs) we don't know where this is headed we don't have a good bow to tie on it but it's at least worth acknowledging I think this is uh, a really cut and dry episode. Now it's a very nuanced episode, but um, for me, I think we're hitting it right on. Like, why, we just doesn't have to be a long episode, right? We just we're reiterating the idea that we are bodies and souls, and we're designed for community. God gave us a body and a mind and a soul for a reason, and so we're called to use it and be a part of it and to take care of it. So, for the last time this season. <laughs> Gentlemen, what is your staircase to somewhere? Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, let's all do that together. Hmm. Have you heard that? Do you guys have you guys heard the phrase "touch grass"? Have you yes. heard this? Yeah. What you heard that, that, Noah? It's for chronically what, like, online people. The that's what kids say. Like the youth say now. Like when they're like get outside or like go do something like go touch they grass. say touch grass touch grass like, um so that's my ministry and culture reference and the grass that i'm referencing is the grass of a church lawn <laughs> so when I, <laughs> when I say touch grass i'm saying go to go, church <laughs> go to church with your shoes off and do that holy ground um yes holy ground it's yeah holy grass ground don't don't retreat, like keep looking and press on and like trust that that and like finding, finding church community like in real life is just worth, is worth the fight. And it's like worth putting the energy and the effort into. Um, and then like, yeah, do that. Find people in your life, invest in them, put yourself out there, do the thing. And then, yeah, if you need to have the digital supplements and start a podcast, do that too. But like, don't neglect the gathering. Don't, yeah, don't neglect the gathering. Yeah, don't neglect the first and just do more of the second. Like, you know, um, there's no replacement for being in person and in real life with people. Yeah. Uh, In uh, C.S. Lewis's book, The Last Battle, the phrase they kept using was further up and further in when it Mm. comes to the group of people going into Aslan's country. Mm -hmm. And I, I, what you were saying reminds me of that. Like we're called to continue to press in to community, even when it's hard, 
Yeah. F further up and further in. And it's so like it's so hard. And even talking about the VR stuff, like I feel like the world is telling us to don't go that way, go this way. Mm, like mm -hmm. create create more disembodied experience for yourself. And what we've come through just talking about the scriptures and church in our own lives, we're like, no, the way of the world is telling us to go this way, and the way of Jesus is telling us to go this way. So like like take up your cross it's going to be hard like it's against it's against the current to like sh it's against the current to show up at like and do the physical embodied thing but it's what's best for us and it's like what god has blessed is good and it's not just something he said to do because it's like something to check off it's like it's a good gift he's trying to give us and the world keeps trying to convince us that it's not and it throws a lot of flashy things like Instagram and TikTok algorithms and VR headsets to, to try to capture our imagination. But like, it's not, it's not the, it's not the truest and most beautiful way to go. So, uh, further up, further in. Yeah. We're most human when we're living the way that God designed us. Mm. You know, he made us. Human, he gave us bodies and we have limits and our limits are good. Recognizing that we can only be in one place at once. You can't solve all the world's problems. You have to be one place. You can't stay up 24 hours straight. You can't n not take a break to eat lunch. Like you're a human being and you have uh, limitations and needs. And part of those needs is for community. And we need each other. We need to be together. Um, we need true relationship. So, yeah, I think that all of our conversations about what is the church really comes down to that. Like, we are like a true community of people following Jesus, like out in the world so that others can know him as well. And, um, yeah, so I think those are major themes I'm going to take away with season one. Um, what does it look like to follow Jesus in the 21st century. It looks like being an embodied human in community with others. Mm. It looks like recovering mm. some theology that was lost by our kind of spirit only tradition mm. and some community that was lost in our individualistic and uh, yes. embodied community, which was lost in our digital two year gap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and seriously like returning to the need for, being together guys this has been really awesome and i'm so sad this season's over i'm just i am heartbroken i don't know what i'm gonna no. do do i have something to look forward to well not to worry david join us next next week for season two. <laughs> that'll be crazy wait is there a season two coming yes so i have to get married you guys so i'm gonna be busy for a little bit um but we are gonna come back with season two in 2024 and the next time that all our staircase listeners hear from us I'm going to be a married man. Yes. Oh, my. We should mention, so you are an employed man now. You didn't have a job I last time we job. recorded. Noah has a job now. Praise. Sam and I are employed by the YMCA. Heck yeah. The Young Man's Christian Association? That's right. We're lifting up the C in the YMCA. Yes, we're doing our best. Wait, young being and Christian? Yeah. And men? Yeah, being And Christians. associated? Yeah. 
And uh, we're being embodied because I've been working out. I don't know, Sam, if you no been. Noah can Noah can like log into the national database and see that I have not gone to the gym in a very long time. <laughs> well, it's funny because I don't work at like a normal branch of the Y, so I have no idea how any of that works. Like the the whatever. I don't even know what software they use to do stuff. Like that. <laughs> oh, I know too much. So it's now. so funny. I'm, he's like, hmm, interesting interesting yeah just looked him up there he is yeah the y and the no but yeah we are we are already what do we have to look forward to next year yeah we already have some plans in the works we are working on season two we are hoping honestly, buying microphones yeah, <laughs> we yeah we uh just whatever there's four of you listening now um we're hoping to be more <laughs> we have plans to be a little more um calculated in our like topics and a little more like on top, like, I don't know. We're trying to, we're trying to dial in a little bit more. And I think we, if you've been with us this song, hopefully you've noticed some slight improvements in our, <laughs> in our whatever, but yeah. Just um, a bit of banter. And we're hoping we've, I know we've jumped around a lot this season. We're hoping to kind of like, spend more time on a specific topic for a couple of weeks so we can dive a little bit deeper into some of these ideas that we've brushed over. Um, I'd say with that, um, what, what are, should we throw out some topic? I want to see if people, I think we should drop some hits. Okay. So like we want to, we want to have more conversations about the intersection of faith and politics. We want to talk about what the, we know you guys love that. Yeah. Apparently on Apple podcasts, that's a whole nother thing. Um, but like, we want to talk more about the church and its mission and discipleship and evangelism and like how to global mission, global missions and trends in like the global church movies, movies. We want to talk about movies. We want to talk, we want to have more conversations about like gospel and culture and gospel and like where we see gospel and film and maybe music and art. Themes from media. Themes from media. Best macaroni and cheese recipes. <laughs> There's going to be a whole series about macaroni and cheese. A whole. Sam will be have to sit it all out. Yeah, my lactose friends will and I will do something else. But um, yeah, we want to talk about we I like we want to talk about some deconstruction and church hurt and like address some of that stuff and hear from you guys and yeah we're we're kind of wide open more guests yeah more guests so we we have like we have big goals and we have things but it would be great if you are listening right now it's because you are engaged somehow to this and we'd love to hear from you because we would really love for we'd really love to address and talk about relevant questions and topics people really want to hear about so if you have thoughts or feedback you know the email by heart now staircasepod at gmail.com or if you're listening on Spotify, you can send things that way. But let us know what you thought of season one. Let us know what you'd love to hear more about from season two. And if you're connected to like a famous person, yeah, send them our way. We'd love to interview them. Yeah. If you know John Piper, if you know Rob Bell, let them see <laughs> oh if they want to join our podcast. <laughs> or, if you got Mark Driscoll's at, yeah. send them our way. Yes, please. Yes. We would love... <laughs> To have Andy Stanley on our podcast to talk about. Oh, I live in Atlanta on. now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's here. The Pope? Sure, I'll talk to him. <laughs> Nothing's off the table. Leonardo DiCaprio. Bring him on. <laughs> so we're going to talk to him about movies. Chef Boyardee's. 
Boy, are these some good topics. Boy, are these some good topics. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we end season one. Wow. Well, guys, we just want to thank you so much for being on this journey with us. Thank you for tuning in each week. If you missed any episodes, now's your time to go back and to catch up on them. Please send us your ideas uh, for what you'd like to hear in season two as we continue to talk about ministry, culture, what it looks like to follow Jesus in our age, our time, yes. where we're at. Bye. Bye, Caitlin. <laughs> I'm getting married. <laughs> Bye, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs>